What is up, everybody? Stacy Blackwood here, joined with Jake Thomas on another episode of Tide Talk Live. Jake, what's up, buddy? Man, doing great. Um, man, fall has made an appearance here in Alabama, where we're at, and it is nice. It has been nice the last couple of days. Uh, but other than that, man, everything's going good on my end. How about how about you guys? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, excited to talk some Alabama football. Uh, right. Uh, I know that the game didn't go as planned, and we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But as always, uh, if you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, uh, give this video a thumbs up, and uh, jump in the comments and just give us, give us any thoughts you might have uh, before we move on to Louisiana Monroe about this Alabama and Texas matchup that happened this past Saturday. Of course, Alabama won 20 to 19. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't exciting. Well, it was exciting if, if you like, you know, yeah. high-intensity stuff. But uh, it was a, a different type game for, for Alabama fans. Uh, Jake, I, I know you had some uh, – you, you weren't in a good mood on Saturday uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. from our group text that we're in. But uh, just kind of give us your thoughts and what you were feeling uh, Saturday afternoon. Well, I'm not going – I'm not going to go into how I felt Saturday afternoon because I let my emotions run high. And, and but you know, I I calmed down Sunday morning. I got up, I rewatched the game, and I said, "Okay, there's positives in every game we can pull out of." And I want to talk about the positives. No, number one, we went to a hostile environment and got a W. I mean, they had they they sold out fan wise. That, that's the most fans they've ever had in that stadium. We went to a hostile environment and won. That's positive number one. Positive number two, we played the, our absolute worst game. And I know that we're not going to probably be back at that level at any point this season. So that was our absolute worst game, and we still won. Positive three, Will Anderson had a terrible game. He let his emotions run high. But I know he's going to make up for it, and he's still he he's going to come back with the vengeance. Is you know he's never going to have that type of game ever again. Uh, another thing, we've been you know th this offseason, we've been needing somebody to step up on the defensive line, and one guy that we've we've been high on is Justin DeBorgby. He has been all over the field these last two games. So maybe he's that star guy, that next guy we need inside to get a pass rush. So there's a lot of positives. There's a lot of negatives as well to take away, but there's still a lot of positives that you can take out of this game. And that's what we really, I think, we need to look into because, like I said, Alabama's not going to play, I feel like, like that ever again. Yeah, well, there's there's always there's always there's three different types of games that you're going to play throughout the season. One is your worst performance, one right. is your best performance, and the other is what you really are. And that's right. what you're going to be like most games. So there's no I mean it, there's not a person on the planet that thinks album is going to commit 15 penalties in another game this year. No. I mean no way. that that was just it was unbelievable if if I I've never seen anything like it. I'm not saying not I mean obviously several of them were penalties there were obviously some that were questionable and and you know really ticky tacky uh like for instance, one of Will Anderson's they said he was lined up in the neutral zone. I don't yeah. I don't know if the neutral zone was uh you know, in a different part of Texas, or what? I, right. I don't, I don't understand what was going on there, but uh, it was, uh, it was just a really strange game. But it was a strange Saturday, Jake. App State beats Texas A and M. Notre Dame gets beat by Marshall. So it was just one of those weird weekends in college football. Yeah, and and the fact, like you said, it to start things, Jake. 
you we went on the road and got a big time road win in a hostile environment, one of the toughest places that we're going to play. Will Anderson said it's the toughest place he's played at since he's been at Alabama. Remember, he's played at Florida, he's played at mm-hmm. Texas AM, he's played at Jordan Hare, he's played at uh uh in Baton Rouge at, in Death Valley. Uh so it's just it was a different game for Alabama and, and it yeah. was just everybody was kind of on edge and it was just a weird performance for Alabama. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, it's so hard to really take much away other than the fact that despite doing everything you could not to win the game, you won mm-hmm. the game. Right. And the reason why we won that game is not one but two people. Bryce Young has ice in his veins. I mean, he does not get rattled. I, I mean, there's 105,000 people there screaming, you know, F you, F Alabama during the whole game, during, you know. He leaves that that comeback drive. He sees that corner on that blitz yep. and steps up just enough and bends over enough, keep and and takes off for a nineteen yard gain to set us up in better field position. And then talking about our field goal position, talking about field goals. <laughs> Will Rockard has got to be the best kicker that Al, that that Alabama's had in a while, but also Nick Saban has had in his tenure probably at Alabama. Oh, there's no doubt he's the best best place kicker we've had under Saban and he's he's one of the best that album has ever had period I think that's I think so too. that's that's pretty much set in stone he's he's unbelievable he makes every kick that he needs to make <laughs> it's it's amazing and, and, and it's he's just really good he's he's better on kickoff this year than he's ever been mm-hmm. they don't ever have an opportunity to return it I mean they returned that one with 10 seconds left they should have just kneeled in the end zone I mean he caught it eight yards deep he <laughs> wasted know, yeah. he wasted five seconds there Bring right. it, bringing it out. That was not very smart on Texas's part, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, like you mentioned, Bryce Young, cool as a cucumber. Man. Uh, it, I, I, he never. It, it just, it's unbelievable how he just is always so calm and under control. The moment's never too big for him. He's always plays within himself, and uh, it's just when you watch him play. And when you watch him make those t- those last three drives, Jake, I know they stopped us on the – first of all, they didn't stop Jace McClellan the first time on third inches. He got the yeah. – they, they called it a first down on the field. Then they review it and <laughs> yeah. somehow reverse it. I don't understand that. And then Rodell <laughs> Williams literally lands on the line to gain, and he doesn't mm-hmm. pick up the first down again. I, yeah. That that sequence was unbelievable to me. Um mm-hmm. But so, but he led us down there in great position. We we could have ended the game really there, Jake, by by finishing that drive and and by the other the next drive that Bryce Young had when he you know connected with Jameer Gibbs and mm-hmm. uh, that's another guy that really played well when we were he able did. to get him the ball. He he really mm-hmm. made a lot of clutch plays for Alabama, uh, and I think you're going to see him take on a more uh, a bigger role offensively for Alabama. I think he only had what ten touches in the first game. I think he had eighteen against Texas. Uh, I think you're going to see that number continue to climb to be between the 20 and 25 range uh, for, for the remainder of the season. He's just too good with the ball in his hands and uh, too good of a playmaker that, to not give him the ball as much as possible. And and I, I want to say something else about what I learned in this game, Jake. And this is re-watching it uh, after Saturday. Because like you said, when you're watching the game live and you don't know the outcome, it's easy to get caught up in the emotion of things. And, yes, and, and you and you miss you missed out on – the little details of the game. But, Jake, I know Bryce Young was stepped up in the clutch, but so did the receivers, Jake. Yes. Treshawn Holden made a big catch. Jacor Brooks made a couple big catches. Jermaine Burton did. Kobe Prentice did. Mm-hmm. All those guys 
matured in that fourth quarter. Yes, when, when, absolutely. I mean, when when it was time and it was crunch time, those guys made plays. And yes. and now it's just about putting that together for a full four quarters. And, uh, I, you know, I'm not worried. There's a lot of people that are panicking on Alabama from, from the Alabama fan base. I'm not panicking because, like you said, they're not going to play like that again, Jake. That's not, they're too talented to play like yeah. that again. It was it was it was an enigma, right? I've, I've, I don't ever remember seeing a game like that. It was just so strange. Mm-hmm. It probably and, and there was probably a lot of reasons for it. Like you mentioned, the crowd was unbelievable. The mm-hmm. temp it was 120 degrees on the field. <laughs> yeah, it's the <laughs> second game of the year. I mean, there's yeah. a lot. Of, so I think there was a lot of variables to, for what went into that game and, and how Alabama played. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the lack of discipline was probably the most surprising thing. Yeah, I would say the lack of discipline was what was crazy because, you know, that was one of the most undisciplined saving teams I've ever seen. You know, and like you said, there was some wishy-washy calls. You know, um, I, like you said, one of uh, Will Anderson's, you know, lining up in the neutral zone, like I said, I didn't even see nobody and had within the neutral zone. You know, I mean, it was it was wild. But, you know, I, I I just think, you know, early on, we had a couple of of games like that last year. It was later on the season. But I think getting this game out of the way early on, Build up that maturity on with these young receivers and building that relationship with Bryce and the receivers. It's just going to help, like you said, later on into the season if they right. just put it all together. And I want to say one other thing. I know a lot of people have been harping about about the defense still, but the defense right now has a bend but don't break attitude. Well, I and mean, the they, truth is, Jake, they were the, the offense had several. Right three and outs in a row. What mm-hmm. do you think the defense is going to do when it's 120 degrees outside <laughs> and they're on the field the entire time? Exactly. They're tired. And, they, and you know, they just, you know, they. I, they, I have one complaint on the defense. No, two, excuse me, two complaints on the defense. Mm-hmm. It's better this year than it's been being in the past. Yeah. Uh, our corners have got to start turning their heads around. Man, I know. But the other thing is completely on, this. this is completely on coaching. Why in God's name? Is Dallas Turner yes. in man-to-man coverage, twenty-five yards down the field, with the best running back in college football? He is a pass who made rusher. that call? Who made know. that call? I don't know. Not even I, the call. Just, who who designed that? Yeah, that he should never be in that situation. No, I mean he can you know. cover the flats in the zone concept, but he don't need to be right. playing man-to-man against Bijan Robinson, twenty no. yards down the field. Right. What do you think is going to happen? A big play, and that's what I happened. Mean, you know, that's just dumb. It is. It is. Anyways, that's but, that was not really only two complaints of the defense, other than the penalties, of course. Right, right. But yeah, you know the, the defense. You know they they've improved. Um, they, I don't know. They they play like this last year though. Like you said, there was games where the offense would just struggle, and the defense pinned their ears back and was like, you know, okay, we we know we had to win this game now, and that's what they did. They did it against LSU last year. Uh, I think they did against Arkansas. They did. They did in this game. They, I think they got in the red zone like three or four times and only got field goals out of it. They did get one right. touchdown. Texas right. did, and and there was a hold on that. On I think <laughs> it was Brian Branch. Branch. Yeah. So you, I mean, he if he wouldn't have got held, he probably would have got Bijan. But we ain't gonna talk about that. Yeah. But you know, the thing about it is this defense. 
is getting better. And and I want to single out one player that had a really great game, and that's Arnold. Perrin Arnold is is playing out of his mind right now. And Jalen Moody too. Jalen and Jalen Moody as well. He's, he's been fantastic. Absolutely. So the, those two guys, and and you know, neither one of them was a starter last year. Yeah. Now Hel- 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 Helen's played pretty well too. Is his ankle okay? Just, yeah, I think look. I think he's good. Yeah. Okay. So I knew he got hurt there a little bit, but I, I think he he did come back in the game. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was fine. But you know, there's there's a lot of positives. Like I said, there's still a lot of negatives to take away. Um, if one negative I really want to say about the offense, you know, Bill O'Brien's got to got to learn that we our our receivers don't need to get twenty yards down the field, then start making their cuts. They we need to have something you know, five, 10 yards just for a drop-off for, for Bryce Young because the offensive line, you know, you're always coached as offensive lineman. I played offensive line. Three seconds is all the quarterback needs. Well, when you've got when you got all goes 20 yards down the field before you do it out or whatever, one, one, two, thousand, two, one, thousand, three, one, thousand, I mean, they're still not even down the field yet. So, you know, we've got to have some kind of pass design, something that's underneath. Uh, Isaiah Bond did a really good job of getting loose the other day, but he just went right through his hands. There's another guy, I think, talking about needing to open up and, and split the defense. When when Harold gets back, that's going to yeah. help a little bit. Take yeah. the top off the defense. Isaiah Bond looks like he's pretty fast. And I know we know Earl, when he gets back, he's fast. And Anderson, all of them guys, once they return from injury, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, the, I'm, off, the offense is definitely not a finished product yet. You're not right. going to see the the full arsenal of the Alabama offense till you know the halfway point of the season or, or maybe a little further out. So, right. uh, I think fans need to remember that. And you know, before we, there's really not a lot else to add on this this recap. We've kind of touched on everything. But before we head out, I kind of want to, you know, a couple of weeks ago on Best of the West, I kind of gave another warning about people, mm-hmm. you know, just doubting Alabama and doubting Nick Saban. And and the crazy thing is, it's the same people all the time and every year. Yeah. Like, do, do they just love being wrong every year? Right. I mean no, – I guess so. I mean, and I, and I know I pick on them a lot, but St- Stephen Willis says it every time mm-hmm. Alabama has a game where they don't look like the greatest team of all time, they look mortal. What does that even mean? Of course they're mortal. I mean, they got yeah. they got they got eighteen to twenty two year old kids on their team, mm-hmm. but you can't compare every single Alabama team. And what the problem is is they think well, go back to that twenty twenty team. Yeah, that twenty twenty team gave up six hundred yards to Ole Miss and nearly got beat. Right. So they exactly. they were not mortal. They were also mortal. Right. So but people forget those types of things, Jake. That was mm-hmm. the second or third game of the year too. I mean, so exactly this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to keep betting on Nick Saban in Alabama. You can keep, you can bet on whoever you want, mm-hmm. but I'm going with the guy who's been there about every single year for the last 15 years. You can bet <laughs> yeah. on whatever other team you think is is the best team this year. I'm going to go with the team who I know for a fact has the best roster, has the best coach. Mm-hmm. Does that make me crazy? I don't think so. I think you're the crazy one for not believing in them. Yeah, I agree 100. I mean, I just, I, it's the same thing every single year. They they play one bad game and all of a sudden the the, the walls are caving in the the, the, the sky's falling the, and the, the sky's falling the ship's sinking. Good grief! Give me a break. 
Yeah. First of all, we, there's been two weeks of the college football season, three for some teams that really don't matter. Um, well, We don't know nothing about nobody. No, we don't. I mean, half the teams in the country have played high schools the first couple weeks. Yeah. So we know nothing about nobody. But there's one thing I know. Nick Saban's the best coach in the college football, and Alabama has the best roster in college football. With the best best quarterback in college football. Yeah. There ain't no question about that. So, I mean, I I just – it's just – it's it's mind-blowing to me how each and every season – here we go again with with the whole Bama crap about how they're the the the, the sky's falling in and you know they're they're not what they used to be. Good, I mean it's just, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it, it's laughable. I mean, I, I just don't see how anybody can bet against it, Nick Saban. Well, it, I, mean, it, it, I don't even think they really believe it. It's wishful thinking, Jake. Right. Yeah. They're they're hoping and praying this is the year that that. Nick Saban magically forgets how to coach. Ross Young mm-hmm. magically forgets how to throw a football. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bama fatigue. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. It is. I, I it just is. I don't understand where the logic is. Right. There, I'm not. No. Sa- I'm not saying they can't be beat. Obviously, they can be beat. You know what? They can be beat because they're because the people on the field are 18 to 22 years old. Right. Exactly. Everybody makes mistakes, especially at, at that age. The, Despite the fact that NIL and all that, they're still amateur athletes. Right, they're, going, they're in college. Mm-hmm. They have girlfriends. They party. Yeah, their focus still- is not. Their focus is not always there. They're still teenagers. I mean, <laughs> I just. But, but Jake, if people really think after what happened at Texas is a is a testament of what this season's going to look like for Alabama. I'm sorry. I I don't mean to sound like a jerk, but you're a fool if you believe that. Mm-hmm. I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. Anyways, <laughs> hey, another rant. We love it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to end it on that. If you're not already, hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Make sure you give this video a thumbs up. And if you're uh, if you would like, jump in the comments and just let us know your thoughts, your final thoughts, as we kind of be moving on to Louisiana Monroe here in a couple days about the, the Texas matchup, what you want to see from this team moving forward, what you like, what you don't like. We would love to interact with you there in the comment section. But for Stacey Blackwood and Jake Thomas, this has been another episode of Tide Talk Live. And until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.